Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, July 10th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to us podcast and on air at 1150 AM KKNW at Saturday, 3 PM with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 AM. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts bringing in inside advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And we'll start out today's show as we do each week with a little bit of, oh, actually, before we do the money chat, we're going to do the lineup for the show today. I'm just <laughs> skipping right ahead. This is what we have for you. Uh, today, we have a panel conversation with our guest, Kirsten O'Shields of Body Language Strategy Academy. And also, we have Tori Moreno of Mindful Web Design. We also will have a conversation with Kirsten on virtual etiquette and how are you showing up online really appropriate for these times and followed by our conversation with Tori on how to turn your business website from a glorified business card into a sales machine. So excited to pick up some tips from both of our guests today. Great information, great guests on studio for more information on any topics discussed today, or again, to connect with our guests, please call the show at one 855 or you can go online to themoneyr.com. And now, what do you think, Keelan? We start out with a little bit of money chat. Sounds good. Money. Money. What do you got, Keelan? Well, as you know, I'm always interested in our little microeconomy here in kind of the Seattle Bellevue tug of war, it seems like we're having with big business. I've talked about it before. And Monday, there was a landmark big business tax that was passed, actually, uh, with the Seattle City Council. And that's huge news. Um, and there's a specific tax. Uh, a specific chief um, economist, Windermere chief economist that we know, and actually has been on our radio show that had a lot to say about it uh, to uh, Cairo. Matthew Gardner. Matthew Gardner. I was getting there. Um, yep. Matthew Gardner. Uh, he had to, uh, had some things to say about it to, uh, to Cairo radios, Dave Ross about what's going to happen and how that might be an issue for Seattle in general. So what he's, what he tells them is as much as these things might make sense, they need to be applied on a regional, not citywide basis. I'm not a fan of jurisdictions autonomous, autonomously or independently trying to take these kind of scenarios because it all does its function to push people out. Uh, the tax is dubbed the jumpstart Seattle, and it will raise over 200 million a year by levying a tax. Uh, 
corporation with payrolls over 7 million. Qualifying businesses will be taxed 0.7% for every employee making over 150,000 and 1.4% for employees making over 500,000. Um, an earlier version, uh, we talked about this before, this, the, the AKA, the head tax, or they called it the Amazon tax was passed and then it was repealed two years ago in 2018. And uh, Amazon had warned the city leaders that the increased taxes could motivate them to move. And sure enough, they, they made some huge plans. They got a couple million square feet possibly to build in Bellevue and pull and moved over their world headquarters. So um, it didn't stop them from making this huge shift in what they're thinking now and, uh, and what um, Matthew Gardner is saying that he, I think there's no doubt he quotes, I think there's no doubt that we'll be going to hear several announcements over the next couple of weeks of some massive expansion by Amazon and Bellevue, he predicted. Really, it's going to become one of the really bad kept secrets. So there's no uh, no dodging it. The reality is Bellevue's blowing up. And I mean, I completely, we're not about politics here at all. And I, and I, and, and so we're, I'm not going in that direction, but it's really sad just personally in my lifetime to see how like where Seattle's gone. It's a, you know, it feels like it's deteriorated and um, you know, the homeless issues and things like that. I just wish the best for my city that I love and grew up in. I want Seattle to come back. And it seems like when you push these big businesses away, I think this big business should definitely pay their fair share, you know, and, um, but these big businesses have blown Seattle up and especially affected the housing market. And so that housing market is, I mean, when that moves all to Bellevue, on top of everything else that's already over there, it's going to be really interesting to see what Amazon actually does and how that's going to affect real estate and our economy on the east side, which me and Tina are fine with because that's where our office is at. <laughs> Although we do we do mortgages everywhere, but um, you know, and we're both on the east side. So, uh, but it just makes me feel bad about the situation, and I hope we can just find a solution on both sides of the aisle and uh, really just see the Seattle come back. And and it's blazing glory that it used to be it just seems a little sad nowadays. Yeah. And, and so true. I'm, you know, and yeah, we're not about politics, but for regular listeners, I you know my husband is actually on the council for Newcastle and uh, not sharing any side, but the behind the scenes of the balancing act on sending money, getting money so that you can uh, put more into the city and also protect the businesses and the homeowners. It really is a balancing act. So I definitely would not want to be in charge of making decisions and trying to come up with the best one from a city for a city as big as Seattle. And yeah, Keelina, so true. There's been a lot of a lot of adjustment and things that haven't been in the positive way uh, for Seattle. So uh, great money chat. Thanks for bringing that in, Keelan. And I wanted to talk about not to miss out on, the, on a historical opportunity, historical rate opportunity. I'm not quoting interest rates today, but we have locked in many clients at a 2.625% interest rate on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Uh, just a few days ago, I actually locked the client in at two and a half on a 30-year fixed rate. With uh, this rate, you definitely have bragging rights. And actually, it's been really fun. You know, as a salesperson, I can say this because anybody that's listening in sales, our job is in sales is to make sure that we're not missing out on opportunities to support and help the people that our product and service helps. And so if we're not doing a good ask in the process, we're being a disservice to our clients because they don't get the opportunity to work with us. So my new tag is you've got bragging rights, make sure you let your friends and family and coworkers know you just locked in a 
2.65% rate or whatever that is. And it's definitely uh, bringing in additional people uh, that we're able to actually support and help and not miss out on this historical rate opportunity. Let me give a review just uh, an example of uh, some numbers here. If you have a loan amount of 500,000, current interest rate, let's say 3.75%, uh, principal and interest only would be a payment of 23.15 a month. And if you refinance, let's just say not quoting interest rates, a 2.65% interest rate, and you roll in closing costs and prepaid, so you're coming in with no money at closing, uh, let's say that's about 10 grand rolling in, putting your loan amount at 510,000, your new principal and interest would be 2,048. So if you're not keeping up, okay, that's, that is okay, because here's the savings, $267 a month. Now it's what you could do with that $260,000 a month that's magic. Uh, applied towards principal, considering you could close on your, considering you closed on your last mortgage three years ago, in just seven years, you would have saved $21,000 in interest and owe $30,000 less. Again, that's just in seven years. Other opportunities with the monthly payment savings, your children's college fund, uh, building up your rainy day reserve fund, which right now everybody sees the benefit of having that. Other benefits of refinancing and pulling out cash to pay off much higher interest rates on other loans that you've taken out, home improvements to increase your property value, invest that cash into the market that may have a higher return for you over time, buy a second home or a vacation property for you and your family to enjoy, and then save on the money it would cost for you to travel if you didn't have that second home. Also, depending on where you're buying that home, you could use it as Airbnb for additional cash flow, or hopefully to at least put you cash flow even, or you can buy an investment property to build your wealth within real estate. Also, if you've been thinking about purchasing a home, now is the time to do it. We're not seeing any slow up in our local market here. With these interest rates, depending on the price and down payment from last year, you've just increased your buying power by maybe thirty to $50,000. When interest rates go up, this is what you will lose. Thirty dollars to $50,000 in buying power. In addition, the loss of the potential equity as properties continue to increase in value. So Keelan and I are here to assist, uh, run a detailed analysis. Everything is in numbers. Uh, I developed and created a software. I'm founder and owner of Mortgage Triangle Software, which is available for mortgage consultants throughout the country. In spirit of just this, being able to provide all the numbers so you can see if you didn't refinance, where is your mortgage going to be five, seven, 10 years from now? If you did refinance and you applied to payment towards uh, payment savings towards principal or you did not, what would the numbers look like? And it's nice to just have red or green. You know exactly whether it makes sense for you. Uh, so see all of the numbers, take action today. Don't miss this opportunity. Uh, lash out on the refinance. If you do refinance, you're gonna have at least a month, maybe even close to two months without a mortgage payment, which is kind of nice as well. So that's Money Chat uh, from Keelan and myself. Coming up next on the Money Hour panel conversation with Tristan O'Shield of Body Language Strategy Academy and Tori Moreno of Mindful Web Design right here on 1150 AM KKNW. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. 
And you are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, July 10th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to us on podcast or on air at 1150 AM KKNW, Saturday at 3 p.m. with a brief rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts. It is a great day to talk about money. That's what the show is all about, how to make money save money so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyar.com. And now in our show or on our show, our Facebook Live podcast slash radio, our panel conversation with Kirsten O'Shields of Body Language Strategy Academy and Tori Mario of Mindful Web Design right here on 1150 AM KKNW. And I'm going to go ahead and start out since we're doing a panel conversation, reading uh, our bios that we have both on our guests here. First with Kristen Kirsten O'Shields of Body Language Strategy Academy. With 25 years of training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Kirsten brings in her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life. Kirsten is CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy Academy, a training system for learning to communicate leadership, and uh, execute presence through enhanced body language and expression, messaging, and leadership skills. And I hope I get an A-plus today. (laughs) Kirsten works with international speakers, best-selling authors, real estate professionals, and business executives in Fortune 500 companies. She trains nationally on body language strategy for business, and her performed keynote speeches and workshops for organizations such as Google, eBay, and Women's Council of Realtors. Kirsten, welcome again back to our show. Thank you, Tina. It is such an honor and a blessing to be back again. Love that. And also, we have Tori Morio of Mindful Web Design. It's actually uh, Tori's first time on the show, and we're going all out because it's on video as well. Uh, Tori came to Seattle in 2012, where he completed the last four years of a service in the U.S. Navy on an air carrier, John C. Dennis. He served as a electrician. nuclear power plant technician on a warship spent over 500 days at sea, including a seven-month deployment in the in South China Sea. After departing the Navy, Tori made a drastic career change and started his own company serving local businesses with digital marketing services. Tori's company, Mindful Web Design, has now been serving the local Seattle community for over a year, and he has created a healthy handful of websites and intentional marketing strategies for small to medium-sized businesses. What Tori isn't creating when he's not creating websites or interacting with clients, he is with his daughter or in the mountains. 
Uh, Tori, welcome to our show for the first time. Very excited to have you today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. So uh, let's let's just stick with Tori. We're gonna we're gonna stick with you, Tori. And thank you for your service. Tina and I are huge veteran yeah, fans. Uh, we do a lot of VA loans for your well-deserved benefits. One of the best programs out there. Uh, well-deserved. Thank you again. So, uh, but we're talking about your business, and uh, COVID right now has definitely made some changes to people's business. It's affected us. Um, curious to know how for you specifically with what you do. Probably not as much but how do you feel that it's affected uh, this current environment? Yeah, great. that's a great question. And I was definitely, along with all business owners, was very concerned at the beginning of COVID, like how is this going to affect my life, my business? Is this going to change the direction? Um, but I kind of just stuck with what I was doing, you know, with, I, I do a lot of marketing just through networking. I, I network, I'm, I'm in BNI, Business Networking International. And, uh, Along with that, just getting to a lot of events, trying to do speaking engagements when I can and educating others. And I just kind of stuck with that. And it, it turns out my business actually grew after COVID started. The first month was a little bit of a dip and then it just started growing. I think with COVID, a lot of business owners started taking a second look at their business and realizing that they need a lot better presentation on the web and realizing. Um, and also, you know, with the Slack and business, they just had time. The, it was the first their first chance to, you know, look up from their mound of work and just kind of survey what was going on. And with that, you know, a lot of business owners know that they need to put some intention into their website, into their marketing, but just don't have the time. And I think right now they are doing that. And so uh, I've actually found a good, nice, nice, healthy boost in business. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things we talk about is how this is really accelerated. People have had to embrace, uh, you know, technology and media online and people that are in this space and even people that aren't, you know, this has actually been a bit of a push in a positive way for them and their businesses. So I'm not surprised to hear that. Now, Kirsten, uh, the only guess that makes me nervous because I'm like, where do I put my arms and how am I talking and where am I? But we love you. <laughs> We started, uh, I think, right when COVID happened. You were on one of our first shows, so I'd love to learn about kind of how this is. Has it morphed or anything changed for you since our first conversation about um, this whole COVID thing and how it's affected your business? Oh, absolutely. And I think it has affected everybody in clarity, right? This is the moment we've had to, without permission, step back and look at our business. We had to get really clear on where we were at, what's working, what's not. Uh, I included had to sit back and shift what I was doing because part of my business is online because I train nationally and I meet with my clients like this. But the other half was showing up in person to do presentations. So obviously that part wasn't happening. But the beauty of this was I got to sit back and go, okay, how can I continue to serve with my best to everyone out there? And what I found is it was exciting to realize all the walls of any kind of confinement have been ripped away. And I have had the absolute joy of actually doing more presentations across the country in these last three months than I've done in the last three years. Uh, you know, because I travel nationally, usually on an airplane. Now I do it via internet. And I'm uh, this week, I'm doing a presentation in California. 
Last week, I was in Las Vegas. Next week, I'm going to be in Rhode Island and I'm going to be in Texas. And as soon as I'm done being in those beautiful places, I go sit on my favorite chair with my dog on my lap with my coffee. So, it, you know, it the beauty of time, we have that gift where more time has been given back to us. We have the gift of the connection walls have been ripped away. We can connect anywhere in the world. And I think that's been a beautiful eye opener for a lot of people who have chosen to step into that. Because I think that is a huge, huge benefit to build your business. Yeah. And I like how you said without permission, because isn't that so true? It was without permission and without forgiveness. If you don't allow that without permission. And one of the kind of cool things uh, is, you know, also, you know, I always talk about, you talk about uh, inviting your, your business partners, your clients behind the scenes. And what a great thing is everybody's getting invited behind the scenes in our home. You know, just getting into that different intimate space with people is, has been, you know, really, uh, really exciting. So, yes. Uh, Tori, for you, what are you seeing that things, the changes that are happening now in your business that will continue to change or will be moved forward in maybe a new way that your industry is doing business coming back out of COVID? That's a, that's a really question. Um, I think just in terms of a lot of business owners are pivoting right now to how they're trying to reach. And so like, for example, uh, fitness related business owners are realizing like, Hey, I need, if I'm going to be able to survive if my business is going to survive during something like COVID, I need to have a membership on my website and have a space where I can do live videos and keep that audience instead of just kind of stepping away entirely. Because if something, if, you know, COVID we were to have a second round of it, that were to come back even worse, we all need to be prepared, but this is our chance to prepare for that. And so uh, I think I'm just seeing a lot of business owners get really creative uh, with how they're going to maintain adding value to their customers and their audiences lives. And I'm really appreciative that I can be a part of that. Yeah. And I love the word creative. Isn't that so true that this is a creativity time for many without permission, as Kirsten said, but a beautiful time when we're talking about creativity and when people are forced to get creative, some beautiful things come out of that. So Kirsten, what about you in, in your industry and what you're seeing changes that are happening for you that you are going to move forward and make it a new part of your new platform or business? Well, as I said, I'm doing presentations all over the country um, and some all over the world that I 100% want to step into keeping, being able to connect at that global level uh, daily, weekly, daily, monthly, keep that expansion going. Uh, we have moved all of the content that some of it I would do coaching in person with the uh, personal training and the executive leadership training. That now is all going to be 100% available on the online Body Language Strategy Academy. So that way we're stepping into being more accessible everywhere. And that's super exciting for everything that we were doing before. Now being ready to be available 24 seven at your fingertips, when you're ready to step into that action. 
Hercinatory. Yeah, you know, before oh, Keelan. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Keelan. I'm just like jumping in. Keelan and I have our spots in studio. We do a little, um, uh, a little, you know, like this to each other, and we know that we want to comment here. We can't like, there's no, there's no touch uh, uh, reaction, so we just jump in. Anyway, I just wanted to say too that you know it's been really fun because I'm part of a lot of uh, networking organizations. I'm all about getting connected uh, with with people and that you know you can get on literally worldwide Absolutely. in these organizations and it's been so it's been so exciting okay Keelan, sorry that's okay tina usually punches me in studio like charlie horse boom like my turn and she just can't do that now so that's too bad um i was just gonna say you guys got me super excited i'm like i'm so i'm excited for this world when we get out of this because we've been kind of lagging and there's been kind of you know a weight of the old school way of things and how the world is opening up now and what this world's going to look like and this COVID thing will be over at some point i'm really excited what that means for our world and technology in general um i wanted to ask you tori what is your one favorite new skill that you've learned or obtained or had to be pushed to to learn with COVID-19? Yeah, that's really a question. I would say uh, the ability, the ability to just keep a, a, a sane face for, for clients, for family, for friends, everyone in the face of all this drastic change, you know, because, um, there's something to be said for the person that is willing to just take everything, take the brunt of it, and then still be there and show up every single day. And you still have clients to serve. You still have, obviously, your, your family to be taken care of. And, you know, even in the face of something crazy like COVID and possibly losing your job, um, you know, I had some challenges at the beginning, but you got to just stay there. And it's, it's also the business owners that stay there and the people that, that, that are consistent that, um, you know, they, they they stay the best, the most consistent with uh, with business and even have the opportunity to grow through something terrible like COVID. I love that, Tori. I have so much I could add to that, but we're down to just a like less than a minute left. So I want to leave it with you, Kirsten. What's your favorite skill? I, I totally agree with Tori. It's really being present in the resilience mindset. And it, that's something I've talked about a lot in the past, but this has given me the opportunity to walk that talk like nobody's business. <laughs> And, uh, you know, in a conversation that Tina and I had recently, it, the thing that reminded me about that is with this non-permission, we're feeling the G-forces of this shift a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think reminding myself that the G-forces mean we're moving. There's movement and there's momentum. And to continue to remind yourself to stay actually in that and let it continue to move forward. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's really an exciting time and it's an exciting time for everybody if they come from an excitement, a curiosity mindset of where this is going to take us moving forward. So uh, thank you for both of you participating uh, in our panel conversation. All right, coming up next, virtual etiquette. How are you showing up online? Here's some those shields of the Body Language Strategy Academy right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. With 25 years of training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life. 
Kirsten is the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy Academy, a training system for learning to communicate leadership and executive presence through enhanced body language and expression, messaging, and leadership skills. Kirsten works with international speakers, best-selling authors, real estate professionals, and business executives in Fortune 500 companies. She speaks and trains nationally on body language strategy for business and has performed keynote speeches and workshops for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's Council of Realtors, and the Miss Washington program. Hello, this is Kirsten O'Shields, the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy Academy. Please go to theblsacademy.com to learn more information or contact me at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at theblsacademy.com. We look forward to helping you step into purpose on purpose to create purpose every day. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, July 10th virtual show. Because COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can also listen to our show on podcast or on air on 1150 AM KKNW, Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. My co-host, Keelan. I, I did the mute thing again. I'll get over that one day with this whole uh, virtual thing. I'm your co-host, muted for a minute there, Keelan Harvey. Here, your local mortgage experts. It makes it so much fun just to have the bloopers. <laughs> and Gary, Gary, our behind the scenes, our engineer from Hubbard, uh, which is uh, behind the scenes, he actually can't do take the bloopers out. So it makes it uh, makes it even a lot more fun. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show or answer any questions. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, Kirsten O'Shields of Body Language Strategy Academy, Virtual Etiquette. How are you showing up online? right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Again, Kirsten, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to share how to actively show up online because that's what everybody's doing now. And it seems to be a little bit of a daunting place for some people. Yeah, Kirsten, you know, it's so cool how, I mean, first of all, I was so intrigued with what you did to start with, like just body language in general, and how much value you bring to people online via video. They're seeing you just the same, but there's a lot more technical aspects to how you're showing up on video, something I'm still getting used to, to be completely honest. So I got to ask you, how are you showing up online? Well, the beauty is I've had a great time showing up online. I have stepped into doing more webinars. So I have talked about the Body Language Strategy Academy, sharing some of the information 
the core aspects and some of the core practices of body language strategy. And that's been a wonderful experience of stepping into inviting people into that information and being able to touch base with them to get them thinking about how are you showing up? Because that's our hashtag at the Body Language Strategy Academy is how are you showing up? Because how you show up is the permission of how you are asking people to work with you and how they want to work with you. So it's so important to keep that in mind, whether we're in person or whether we are now online. And so that's been a great place to really dig deep and get that conversation started. I also started Coffee with Kirsten, which started as a Facebook Live and has now moved into, and I'm enjoying this process so much. I'm interviewing other leaders out in different industries and asking them, you know, how are you showing up in your industry? What do you feel is important to up-level the industry and really create a difference with how you serve and how, what would you like to see change? What are some things you would love to see show up in your industry? And man, those conversations have been amazing. So that's been super fun. And then I really love to end the week with just chilling, relaxing, celebrating the wins of the week with cocktails with Kirsten. And that is a Facebook live every Friday at 3 PM Pacific standard time. That is so awesome. You're definitely rocking the uh, the virtual platform. And I'm, ex I'm excited for some of these things that are being inspired uh, virtually. Uh, one of mine, uh, which I was so happy to see you for uh, the, the last inspirational virtual cocktail hour, which I'm going to keep it virtual. I've always had my Live Your Dream retreat at my home for women, where it's an all-day event, really focusing at a, at a hyper level on personal growth so that you can be the best person for yourself so you can be the best for others and I just took a mini thing every month having a different topic uh, for my inspirational virtual cocktail hour and that will be for the rest of my career and it will always be virtual because it's a space that will bring us back to where it initially inspired from so it's so exciting so Kirsten share this with me why for some people being on a zoom platform can actually take a lot more energy and be possibly a little bit exhausting. Yeah. We're hearing a lot about zoom fatigue, right? And people are like, Oh my gosh, I'm sitting in front of my computer on zoom calls six to eight hours a day. And they're just absolutely drained by the end of the day. And part of that is understanding the energetic exchange that we have when we're in conversation with other people, whether it's in person or whether it's on zoom or video. And you, we want that synergy, right? That's what we're, we're looking for. That's what we want to connect to. That's that tangible aspect that hits the feeling back in the primal brain, maybe not in the conscious brain, but in the primal brain and gets us excited about that connection. Now, when we're virtual in what I call the, our magic box, now as we show up, we are feeling a little bit different because we don't have that physical person in front of us. And it depends on how much you're engaging and how much the other people are engaging because we're looking for the back and forth. We're looking for the person who's talking to engage, right? To give. And then the person on the other side to receive, but actually engage with interest, give back. So we have this back and forth that's happening. When you're on Zoom or when you're on a video, 
we don't necessarily have as much of that happening on either side. So there's a little bit of pull away on that energetic exchange, either on one side or on both. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit in some different etiquette things you can do to actually inspire more of that energetic engagement. So it feels connected and equal and really creating a lot of synergy instead of feeling really detached. Because when we feel that detachment, we feel like we have to give more to get more. And then we're going, come on, come, come on. Okay. Hello. Hi. Are you? And by the end of the day, we're just like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Right. And then we start getting into zoom fatigue. So really actively engaging you as the person participating and if you're stepping in to listen also actively engaging and showing interest on that side too yeah that makes a lot of sense kirsten you have to uh i think for me i try to try to have fun with it a little bit and keep your mind it is what it is we're on video right so have some fun and and really just kind of open up your mind and i like to pretend like you guys are sitting right here with me like and you know and open up that world and just try to try to have that engagement but it's a little different and it takes some practice i mean there's no getting around it um what is the number and you talk to a ton of people so you know better than anybody what is the number one mistake that you see all the time and i'm afraid that i'm making it right now so <laughs> i'm a little scared to answer uh i would say go to the rule of thumb how you would do it in person do it the same way in video and we have this social acceptance that has been created because of this little guy right here the cell phone right where we've gotten so used to looking at the cell phone, watching different things happen on it, but not being emotionally responsible to engage back. We're just in watch mode. And so because this is technology and this is technology, what happens is we go back into that same mental state of, if I'm watching my cell phone here and doing this, what happens is I go here. And we respond the exact same way. And that goes back to that energetic exchange. All of a sudden, it doesn't feel the same because you wouldn't walk into a personal networking meeting going, hi, my name's Kirsten O'Shield, right? But that's how you're showing up online. So don't, so I would say the number one mistake people are making is they're showing up, and especially if they're doing the Zoom on their phone, the same way as if you would just be watching a video on the phone. Think of actually physically engaging the same way you would if it was in person. You know, it's funny. It, you can tell. You can tell with people. So I really, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really do Zoom until I met Tina. And then Tina's all about Zoom. She's like, you got to try this. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. What do you mean? Like, we're getting on Zoom. Way, with be way one of before our, COVID. Way before COVID. Like, this was <laughs> back in the day. And, like, I'm getting better. But Tina's been doing it for years. And you've obviously done it a ton. And you can tell. You guys are really good at it. But I think there's also a stretch of people that haven't done it. Because you get on Zoom meetings and they're, like, way back here. And they're, like you know, looking at other things and, and it's, you're right. It's exhausting. Cause they're just kind of there. And why are we even on video at this point? You might as well be talking on the phone, which defeats the purpose. So it, I think that's a really interesting point. I totally agree. And, and again, it's about 
how do you want to engage? And our mantra at the Body Language Strategy Academy. And so this is in person too, but I think it's even more appropriate and important here when we're online is you have to reflect out what you want reflected back. If you want people interested in what you're saying and what you're doing, you have to show that first. So it's interesting how many people show up and you're supposed to be asking and, and engaging for business. Well, they're back like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited to be here. This is, um, yeah, this is going to be really, I, I think it's going to be a great business connection. Right. <laughs> and you're going, where are you? What's going on? Okay. Or you have 5 million different other things going on. Uh, my favorite is you have a person who's like, um, yeah, so I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing this and, um, okay. So I'm going to grab, you know, they're all over the place. There's, there's feels like yeah. there's 20 million things going on and they're not there to be with you. So be there on purpose and be there to be present is so important. I, I loved you actually walking through that experience experience on the difference between how to and how not. So Kirsten, never enough time with you. Uh, Gary is chiming that we have less than one minute. So I want you to just end it with whatever advice uh, quickly you have for the listeners. I would say, remember, this magic box is your creation. You have full confidence and full uh, license to create whatever you want right here that you want people to respond to that you want them to connect to and remember you're the star of your own show in your magic box so show up as the star take up the majority of the screen okay don't be a tiny little part of it and number one don't forget to smile connect enjoy this is a gift to you to be able to connect and step into that gift on purpose to create purpose who with whoever you're talking to whether it's one person or five thousand be there on purpose to create that connection well said and i'm going to be thinking about that magic box uh because it totally puts a whole different a uh, whole different excitement about being behind the uh, behind the camera on Zoom. Kirsten, again, thank you so much for uh, joining our show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Coming up to the Money Hour: How to turn your business website from a glorified business card into a sales machine. We have Tori Moreno of Mindful Web Design right here at 11:50 a.m. KKNW. With 25 years of training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life. Kirsten is the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy Academy, a training system for learning to communicate leadership and executive presence through enhanced body language and expression, messaging, and leadership skills. Kirsten works with international speakers, best-selling authors, real estate professionals, and business executives in Fortune 500 companies. She speaks and trains nationally on body language strategy for business and has performed keynote speeches and workshops for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's Council of Realtors, and the Miss Washington program. 
Hello, this is Kirsten O'Shields, the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy Academy. Please go to theblsacademy.com to learn more information or contact me at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at theblsacademy.com. We look forward to helping you step into purpose on purpose to create purpose every day. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKN, the Friday, July 10th virtual show. Because of COVID-19, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can listen to our show on podcast or on air on 1150 AM KKIW Saturday at 3 p.m. with a broadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage expert bringing into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We're here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, Tori Marino of Mindful Web Design, how to turn your business website from a glorified business card into a sales machine, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome, Tori. Thank you for having me. So, Tori, I, I had a... I can't even repeat how technical what you did before was. You were, I heard nuclear, I heard technical engineer, um, unbelievable. And then you made a transition to really a creative field that you're in. There's still some technicalities to it, but I'm sure it's more of a creative side of your brain. How did you make that transition? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when you're 18 and you decided to leave home and join the military, you don't really get much of a say in, in exactly what you're doing. But, uh, you know, I tested into that role and I just jumped straight in because my father was an electrician. So I thought, why not? Let's do something in the electrician realm. And uh, in, you know, experiencing the field, I started learning a lot of things about myself when I started paying attention. One of them being um, I'm not as much of an engineering technical mind as I could have been if I wanted to really excel at that role. And that's not really what I enjoyed either. But it's when I started kind of forcing myself into other little niches inside that role that I started finding things that I really enjoyed. Like uh, at, at one point I was basically the procurement officer officer to find repair parts for the nuclear plant whenever something broke. And that was amazing because it was more like project management related. And I was, you know, coordinating with outside departments. It was a lot more communications based and also creative problem solving. And that's where I found my love and my passion was creative problem solving. And I just kind of went straight, straight into that and started asking to get a lot more of those types of roles and then started selling a lot more than I did when I was in the engineering roles. And uh, that's also when I realized you, you know, you know, you kind of have to learn where your lane is in life and then ask for it. Or uh, in my case, when I got out of the Navy, just kind of create it for yourself. And that's why that's what led to me just starting my own business. I love how you said you just tested into it. So basically, you're just too smart and you ended up in a, in a role because you tested well. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, well yeah, the funny well, thing is, you know, I was... The... Go ahead, Tina. Go ahead, Tori. Yeah, the funny thing is, you know, I was a C student in high school. Wasn't I, I never thought I was really bright. And then just ended up getting a decent uh, aptitude test score and they threw me into it. 
but then, you know, so for a second, I thought well, maybe I am smart. Maybe I am actually, you know, good with the school stuff. So, you know, went to the Navy, continued with two years of nuclear related schooling, ended up having such a hard time with that as well. And that was because it was another classroom setting. And I learned through that process, oh, okay, it's the classroom where I don't learn well. I need to be hands-on. So it's when I got to the fleet and started doing hands-on work and I, I was able to teach myself certain things at a different pace than the classroom setting that I really started picking things up quickly. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. And maybe I learned something here today because I've always said I'm not the smartest uh, in the education space, but I am the smartest in where I commit my time in my career base. So lots of challenges for me in school and barely made it out of it. Uh, definitely did not attend college, but I do feel that I'm very smart and brilliant in my space, but maybe it was the classroom style. So uh, I need to re have different conversations with myself. So Tori, uh, let's talk about how you jumped into a new business found your initial clients and how you continue to do your sales outreach. Right. Thank you. Um, so initially I, you know, decided upon a creative role, but I still wasn't sure yet when I, when I first got out and I got out of the Navy in May of 2018. So I was kind of, you know, playing with video creation. And then I did a little bit of photography. A friend asked me to make her a website for 500 bucks for an e-commerce store. And I said, you know what, I'll try it. Really enjoyed it had a great time. Uh, she ended up, you know, selling a good amount of product through her site. And then through, after that, I was like, you know what, I might as well just see what, see what opportunity is here. So I started networking, going to different events and very quickly found a couple more people that were willing to do, you know, $2,000 websites. And so that's when I was like, oh, okay, there is definitely a market here. There's a need. Um, so let me start taking this a little bit more seriously. I started doing a little bit of Craigslist ads and, uh, was just kind of pay like just had my ear to the streets and then found my first pretty decent sized customer, uh, being Olson's outdoor improvements here in Renton, Washington. And they do incredible home improvements, quality work. And, uh, I did their entire, uh, marketing, you know, from top to bottom, not only redesigned their website, but also did client photography. I did some promotional videos for them. And that was my first chance to do like a really comprehensive marketing strategy job. And I, it just, it just, I just sunk into it. And I had so much fun. And that's really when I, when I created, when I conceived mindful web design, turned it into an LLC. And I said, you know what, this is going to be my full-time thing. And I'm going to niche down into web design and master that as a skill so I can serve my clients more effectively. And so I've been doing that ever since. Uh, but as, like you said, with, uh, new, new sales, I choose to do all of my outreach just with networking. And so I love showing up to events. I'm a part of a BNI group here in Seattle called the Seattle professionals. And it's a group of 30 business owners that show up every single week, build relationships with each other. We're practicing, uh, you know, public speaking skills, just building interpersonal relationships. And I've, that's transformed my business because since I started eight months ago, I've gotten, you know, I'd say eight really good leads from it. And, you know, in my field mm -hmm. to, to commit time like that, like once a week and to get eight really solid, like full website redesign leads is incredible. And so that's just changed the trajectory of my career. Yeah, well, that's how you got on the show because I as yeah. well am part yeah. of the BNI chapter. And I'm also a support director consultant that I oversee and support uh, chapters on the east side. So yes, the organization is amazing. And even before you got there and said how you got new clients, 
I didn't know what you were going to say, but I was going to chime in and say, yes, I mean, it's no matter what marketing things that you do outside of just get connected with people. That is it. And so then you took that extension of that comment that you made in networking and that's how you get to new business and that's it. Stop spending all the marketing dollars and all the other stuff. Just get out there and get connected with people and then build your own community and get those people connected with each other. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So Tori, um, can you explain more about what a glorified business card is? And then second to that, how, I mean, is it possible that we have one and we don't even know it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So, I mean, you can, any, anyone can take out their business card right now and reference it if they want some context, but let's think of the breakdown of your business card. It's, it's your name, you know, maybe some contact info, hopefully some contact info, possibly your address, uh, maybe a picture of yourself or of the work that you do. Uh, and then hopefully it's communicating what you do, right? And so if that is all your website is doing, um, then it's really not doing much more than a kind of cheap virtual handshake with your potential client. And it's not taking advantage of, of the potential of the real estate that you have on the web when someone gets to your website. And so, you know, imagine, let's say, you know, someone walks up to you at a networking event and they ask what you do. And all you do is tell them what you do, tell them your contact info, and then just walk away. That's kind of what your website is doing if it's not being intentional after that. And let's say that person had some more expanding questions. They wanted to know, okay, what can I do from here? If your website isn't, doesn't have effective calls to action and isn't just giving your information, giving some really good quality photos, maybe showing you, showcasing your portfolio, but then giving a specific call to action, an intentional call to action to the user that's on the page, then they don't know what to do. So it's kind of like just handing them a business card and walking away. And if they ask, oh, hey, how do I get to know more? The website's just like, oh, figure it out. Maybe call us, you know, but figure it out yourself. This is on you. But if you have calls to action, whether it be book an appointment, or sign up for our newsletter, or you know, send us a message. You have to have specific cues. And then a sales pipeline that they get into. When they do book an appointment, what is that sales pipeline? Is it going into a CRM and, and coming straight to you? Um, or is it just sitting in your email and you're not gonna find it until the next day? What is that system? And let's be intentional about optimizing that so that when someone gets to your website, you can squeeze the most out of that. Because if they, if you, if they get there, and there, they, there is no specific call to action. They're not going to take any action. They're going to get bored and go to the next guy. Um, but if they get there and it's very clear what you do, it's very, very clear what you want them to do to get connected, then you're going to t- turn more of your users into pay- paying and loyal customers. Yeah, Tori, and that's, um, I don't know if it was you or Kirsten uh, that said stay in your own lane, but that's my motto with the team is everybody stay in their own lane and you have to have all your external people and hopefully you have a lot of them that you hire that are staying in their lane so you can stay in your lane, which building business, getting connected with people so you can take your business to the next level and support as many people as you possibly can. Uh, Tori, thank you so much uh, for spending time with us today. Uh, again, just not enough time ever with our guests. But if you want to connect either with Tori or Kirsten, you can call the show 1-855-411-50 or you can go online at themoneyhour.com. And thank you to both of you again for being here uh, with Keelan and myself today. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell, your local mortgage expert. And 
Your co-host, Keelan Harvey, you almost forgot me, didn't you? <laughs> he's, he's your local mortgage expert. And he, when, it, when the show ends, I just do it all on my own. He is also <laughs> your local mortgage expert. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and your weekend. We look forward to talking with you more, honey, next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.